Indeed. Hello. Hello. And, and we're back. <clears throat> it's been so long. It has. <clears throat> it has. Yeah. I think, yeah, it was because it was the last time you were here with Adam. Yeah. Is when I decided to grow a beard. <laughs> wow, and your beard's pretty long. And, well, I push a lot. <laughs> drinking a lot. Drinking a lot of that beard oil. It's good. Yeah, that's the way. That's the magic. All right. Here we go. Episode 46. 46. Holy moly. I know. Of the Welcome to Cooperville podcast. And you were what? I think you were, were you the first guest? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. First guest and the like 20 something is yeah. guest and the 46th guest. Man, you have a revolving good, spot. Good it's like, uh, you remember Chelsea Lately? Did you ever watch Chelsea Lately? The Chelsea I have. Andler show? I have. Yeah. Back when it was on TV. The revolving What's that? panel of TV. Yeah, TV. It's this thing that the kids used to watch, and you had to watch it at a certain time before you could just watch it whenever, wherever, pause it, come back to it. That's you could right. pause it? Oh, yeah, yeah. that was that TiVo. <laughs> TiVo. <laughs> Not to be confused with the other thing that's going on the fashion, Tybo. That's, <laughs> it's different, kids, you see? I bring that uh, The reason that popped into my head, apparently, is because I had that conversation with my child uh, this morning because he was in the middle of watching something on YouTube that was much more valuable than putting his pants on and getting ready to go to school. I get that. And he's like, but I'm watching this. I'm like, you live in this generation that does not know what watching something and then having to leave that situation truly feels like. Because you don't get that back. No. It aired once. It aired once, and then you got to wait 15 years before they started running it in rotation. You know, they started running it on the <laughs> network, and you had to wait till episode 46 of Cheers to come back on so you could find out what happened to Norm. <laughs> right. And then, or then you got the the DVD collection. Yes, you had to, to buy it on, on DVD. Yeah, which is a thing. That was a th- it was. I mean, I, it's still it's is. still yeah, it's still a thing. Yeah, but that's also going out of fashion because now if you want to watch a movie as soon as it, I think sometimes it actually hits. I would say the movie store. If that's even, is that a thing? Like the place where they, they blockbuster can't, can't is that a, is that still a, no? No, that's not a thing anymore. Um, now you could just wait as soon as it uh, would come out on DVD and you could go purchase it somewhere or rent it from Redbox. You can just pull up your... They're making a killing on that because I wanted to watch... Uh, oh, I don't remember. Well, at all the movies. I'm going to watch I, them all. When I finally sit down and I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch a movie tonight. Oh, look at that. The the Joker. Oh, mm. but I got to buy it for twenty one ninety nine. Bloop. Buy it. Yeah. Oh, Take or my could, money. Yep. Yeah, because it's an option. Before it was never an option. Not that like, I just like blowing money, but I do the whole like self rationalization where it's like, well, I mean, I I've been working hard, like I deserve that, right? <laughs> like sense. I'm not going to the bar, so like I'm just I'd buy that, you know, in three. Well, in Wisconsin, it's like eight, ten rounds. Yeah, for for me and my friend, right? It'd be fine. Yeah, that, that's a good that's a good rationalization. That's a way to Wisconsinize it. Right mm-hmm. there. Like, well, this is actually four beers, so I feel like I'm making a better life choice. <laughs> do we have any beer in the fridge? By, by the way, <laughs> right. I feel like if I buy it at a at a C store, that I'm saving money. Uh, Phil Norvold to get uh, to your introduction. Oh, Max built off road. Uh, Legends marketing. Uh, Epic Willie's adventure. Did I miss it? There's got to be something else. Uh, well, not currently. Encourager of others to grow epic beards. Right. Yep. That's where it started. It was uh, almost a year ago. Now a little less than a year ago, and uh, you were on uh, with Adam, shop manager extraordinaire. Uh, fine connoisseur of the beard. That's when this whole episode or this whole lifestyle change for me started. And that led into what's been a crazy year of 
I have an idea. Now that I have a beard, right? Let's start a beard oil company, right? So I have you to thank. It's the it's the entrepreneur mindset. I think it's uh it's the sickness. <laughs> oh, I have an idea. Damn it! I know that the only way to make this work is to do more work. Mm. Well, fuck yeah. it. I could be at the bar buying beer. Right. It seems like a better investment of my money <laughs> right. and life. Let's just go and, crazy. Did you like sleep? I don't like sleep. Right. But it's uh, but a lot's been going on since the uh, last episode we had you on. Yeah. Uh, it's is it show? Do you call? It, is it technically show season? Or you were just. It's getting a couple there. of things. I mean, it's been what used to be show season is now um, every day. <laughs> <laughs> every day is a show. Yeah. Well, it's been. I know we talked to uh, back in. Last fall, I was going to get on here after I did that whole 75 hard challenge. Yeah. Which. Andy Frisilla. Yeah. Whew, that was good, but that was tough. It's funny, though. You do something like that and you think when you when you get to the other side of it, it's like, oh, uh, maybe I have to do that again. Or, or when am I going to budget that time again to kind of make that stuff happen? Mm-hmm. You know, that was, uh, well, it was, you know, a few simple things, drink a gallon of water every day, work out twice a day, uh, 45 minutes minimum each time. One of them had to be outside. I chose to do that in the fall so it wasn't frigid. Uh, I know you're crazy and you still go for runs every morning. Well, that is, I still do, but it has led to injury. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, dislocated yeah. finger, severely <laughs> bruised, like both, both of my hands were just <laughs> screwed. Yeah, I, I, I took it to the took it to the mouth uh, on the concrete and that was fun um and it was weird that was like the weirdest thing because i i would usually run really early yeah um, that would particularly was a day that i had um it was just me and my kids so i had to I, I felt like i probably shouldn't leave the house while he was here sleeping um just i don't know some weird parental a, thing yeah it's a weird instinct like eh, he'd probably not even notice but uh so i i dropped him off at school and then went running and obviously there's there's much more traffic at 8 30 in the morning than there is at at four right uh so i had stopped uh at a, a four-way intersection at, on, on the sidewalk and there was a couple cars and one waved me across and the other one from the other side started to come so i kind of stopped so i really wasn't focused usually when you run in winter you're subconsciously you're super focused on where your feet are landing you kind of your core is super engaged because you you know that at, especially in the dark you can't really see what you're where your foot's planning on your senses are heightened yes uh when you're trying to like think man if this car hits me at this speed it probably won't hurt a lot but it would really bum me out like that would really ruin the day like right. oh, i get hit by a car what? that'd be a great story all these things are running through your mind <laughs> which they shouldn't Right. And then I got to the other side of the sidewalk, which hadn't been salted, and uh, my legs went one way, my hands went. Yeah, it was, it was not good. But yeah, running in the elements and and doing things in the elements in the winter. And I have another friend that's uh, Dan Beck, who's doing seventy five right hard right now, and he went through the Arctic tundra that we had a couple yeah. of weeks ago with the you know, forty below wind chills. But when you come out on the end of something like that, I think you're right. You kind of go through that. Wow, like I can't believe we. We stuck to it because right. that's a big thing. Um, I'm sure there were points along that traveled road you were like, "Oh yeah, yeah." You know, if we just have a little bit of sugar and we just right. have maybe you know, a beer. I mean, yeah, a beer would be yeah, really nice right now because you can't drink. No alcohol. Can't drink for that. Right. And you know, I'm sure the numbers were down for our friend over in in Osseo, Sean right. over at Northwoods and the Walters. <laughs> Uh, the franchise. franchise was uh <laughs> felt that felt that uh over yep, there was a little bit of two a, plus a, months a dip yeah but uh when you come out on the other side of, of going through 
something that has a beginning and an end and you go, yeah, we got through it. Yeah, there is kind of a moment of, well, now, I wonder if I could do that in winter. Yeah, could I do that in winter? Yeah. Should I do it again? Right. Is there like a next level? Like I accomplished that, could I do something else? Or right. you can go, well, I did that, I'm good. Yep. You know, it reminds but that's me- not. That's not us. That's, no. that, that's that entrepreneurial sickness. No, you know what that is? That's that's minivan gal that has 26.2 like in a sticker because right. one time in a, she ran a marathon once. Yes. And that's like, okay, I've got good. I'm fucking done. I'm right. going I'm going back to, you know, whatever <laughs> lifestyle I was into. But I but I accomplished that. But but that's that was a big thing. You know, I yeah. I uh I was witnessing from afar you go through that and I was like Man, that's awesome. Fucking get after it. I mean, you've been in my bathroom. You've seen the I've yep. post-it notes all over with all these motivational things. You come out feeling all jacked up. You're mm-hmm. like, God damn, let's go do something. But then you're like, yeah, and we can't drink for 75 days. I'm like, my hypocrisy goes only so far. <laughs> like there's a lot. There's, like I'm going to, I'll get up at four. I'll go run five, six, seven miles. But I'm probably going to have a beer at the end of the day. Yep. You know, nope, that's, that's you. just me. That's that's how I, that's what I call balance. Well, no, that's that's a huge part of all of these things. But uh, that, that's an accomplishment, though, man. That 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 shit's legit. It'll yeah, change it was you. fun. It was fun. It was something to do. Something to try. I mean, again, like everything, all this, all this stuff's pushing. The, like, how much can we physically take? And you could take a lot, whether it's physical, mental, you know, any of it. Um, you know, back to that whole. So that was ended that beginning of November, and then of course the SEMA show was a big thing for us mm. uh, on the Max built off road side. Built a really awesome uh, eighty nine Grand Wagoneer. We, and we did the whole thing. All woody wagon had a wood cedar strip canoe on the top. Um, had it displayed. Everybody went nuts. It was that was fantastic. Um, but then it was like usually that's our our end. Mm. And then it was you nope. Know, fly out for corporate meetings with advance to talk about how we can continue to continue to build the TechNet Nation brand, which you know we've been kind of uh, that was that whole uh, deciding factor to kind of formulate Legends Marketing mm. to. Uh, so that Maxville doesn't lose its identity, well, it helps another company find theirs. Um, but again, like find ways to humanize a brand, um, showcase what we've learned and what we've seen work in our world. But then, you know, give back, find ways to help other shops like ours uh, and ones that aren't like ours. You know, we're obviously a niche market shop, but a lot of the, you know, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of shops out there that you know oil changes brake jobs tire shops everybody's got a specialty and some of their specialties is all of it mm. and you know finding a way to get all of those shops together in this tech net nation to give independent shops voice and a platform to be able to give some of the bigger corporate run uh shop centers uh a run for their money you know we can now offer roadside assistance you know, nationwide warranty. You have some done at my shop. There's 12,000 other TechNet shops across the country that if there was a problem with the way that we did something, um, you know, one of the other shops can help pick up the slack at no cost to the consumer. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool thing. Um, and like at the core of it is, I think the beliefs in the, in the local, um, you know, help, help local businesses just do better. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it was here that one of our, our taglines for the company was was talked about, you know, uh, think locally, act globally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and and that's just that's truly the kind of direction that we've taken that to run with. And we've since then, we've also been you know approached by other companies wanting to. What's this all about? Well, it's really right. just common sense. But um, like 
let me let me throw it down for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, you know, after SEMA, it was meetings for that and doing some um, some tours of some shops in Florida in December, which was a great getaway. Uh, but then, you know, Christmas. At the, in the meantime, we went through a huge shop renovation. Yeah, redid everything at our uh, at our shop as far as like office space. I hadn't had a shop or an office for about three years. I was just doing all of my. You just kind of lingered. I Every did. time I was there, you were just kind of hovering over somebody else. Like, hey, yeah, uh, this is kind of my spot right now. So I'm gonna hang. You know, so it's, that's been killer. Turned out awesome. Rough cut lumber all around. Kind of hmm. the environment now ma- matches the you know the the characteristics of the people that work there, and it's been that was a big load off my shoulders because it's something I've been wanting to do for a while. So that was nice to be able to start 2020 kind of fresh that way. Yeah. And then to to your to your question about is it show season? Yes, uh, usually Moab's Easter Jeep Safari is kind of our show kickoff season, um, where we kind of debut a new product or you know another big on our manufacturing side. It was it, during the shop remodel was increasing efficiencies in the shop. Mm-hmm. Right, just. Where we we can make money, but I think we can make more. And rather than just jack prices up, let's make sure we're doing our shit right, right, so that it's not just a big mess. So that was a big thing. So we didn't spend as much time necessarily R&Ding new products. We've got some things down the pipe, but uh, Moab's going to be another time when we just kind of hang out, hang out with everybody, meet up with some people. Um, we're going to do a lot more. I think kind of entertaining and some some more uh, shop event stuff. We've got some things. Uh, a cool contest out there, St. Dane's Cabins. One of my buddies out there um, has a kind of a, you know, if you're an enthusiast, you have an opportunity to win a trip to Moab, a place to stay, hang mm. out with um, other businesses like mine. We can kind of show you the ropes. Um, so I'm looking forward to that too. You give back to kind of the dude that, you know, the hope is the guy that the guy or gal that wins it's the one who's like, man, I never win anything. This right. isn't, you know, but... This was an opportunity of a lifetime, and I want to be involved in things like that. Mm-hmm. And so that's we're looking forward to Moab and all that 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 brings. I was also very uh, fortunate to be able to attend the King of the Hammers race yeah. um, a couple of weeks ago. A friend of mine bought an Ultra 4 car, so if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, look up Ultra 4 King of the Hammers. There's plenty of videos. Um, it's the nastiest, hardest 24-hour uh, event in the world. It's not a 24-hour race. It's a 14-hour capped race, but for a one-day event, it's, you know, I want to say there was 100 and, 110, call it, mm. uh, racers signed up, and I think 42 finished. Wow. So a uh, buddy of mine, uh, awesome client, uh, bought a race car last fall, race Jeep, buggy, whatever, you know, um, and asked if I could help you know, organize a pit crew and, you know, there's three separate pits. So it was, it was a lot of work, but it was something that I usually don't go to because February is a time when I try to spend with the fam because right. I know show season gets crazy. But at the same time, I was like, man, I got to do this. Mm-hmm. And it was, dude, it's fucking, well, it was wild. <laughs> it was so cool. I saw some of the footage, Patrick Peterson, uh, yes. our, our, our buddy, uh, getting into it. And that's, you know, when you talk about work-life balance, you know, it's it's something that's thrown out a lot, and I think you know, it's it's so different in in business owner 
entrepreneurial mindset individual than it is in someone who's working like the the eight to five or the nine to five Monday through Friday, you know, maybe occasional weekend gig or, or somebody that has like a consistent employment with somebody else. Cause usually you have your, your, your schedule is kind of set. Like, you know, okay, I know I have uh, 40 hours a week, uh, maybe some overtime or event, you know, if you're in the corporate world, maybe that's a bit longer, you can work later. Um, but when you're in a world where you are, you are the boss, you know, you're in control of, uh, your time management and, and, and where you focus your efforts, uh, when opportunities come up, do you take them? I mean, that's a prime example of King of the Hammers is saying, you know, something like, Hey, can you come and help me out with this? And you kind of got to struggle with that. Well, you know, winter's kind of not that not it's hibernation season, but you, there's less going on. And, and I usually am am home getting that quality time with the family when spring, summer hits and you guys are are crazy busy. You know, how do you, how do you manage that? Cause I, obviously we're, we're, we're friends off the mic. Yep. Um, but there is a, there's a real struggle with making sure that you find that time. Cause I think especially, and, and maybe, you know, having gone through this, you know, when you started your business, when it was in its infancy, and I think you still have that mindset to this day is you just want more like you. Yeah. And, and even when you're, you know, that you've put in 60, 80, hundred hours a week working on your business or your everything. businesses or everything that's involved right. with it. Cause you're in, you're in control of everything you're in control of the marketing and control of the product that you, when you sit down, you go, fuck, I shouldn't be sitting down. Right. I should not be taking this time to enjoy a television show, watch a game, you know, play Xbox with my kid, you know, go do this. Cause you always feel like the next thing that you do is going to be the thing that, that busts it open. You know, right. the next post you make, um, the next ad you put, you promote, um, the next idea you come up with for a new product or an, an event you want to attach yourself with, you're like, damn, that's the one. If I would have taken that, even if it's 15 minutes, half hour, an hour, two hours, you go, shit, I just missed that. So where do you find, is, is there, I don't say a magic formula, but is there a way that you can make that balance work for everybody? Cause it's, it's, it can't be a perfect science. No, but at the same time, like those that know me know that like I'm I'm all over the board. It's it used to just be chaos. I think now it's calculated chaos. Mm. Like the the one home home is the uh, like the centering thing. It's something that I even growing up, uh, my mom did a great job of like creating a space mm. where it was okay to just exist. Right, and um, you know I'm like my my schedule is you know I get up. My alarm goes off at 3.50. I spend 45 minutes answering emails, connecting on social. And some people, you know, there's a lot of different schools of thought on, on that. That's what works for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a time where, um, you know, can wake my body up, can wake my mind up, uh, kind of go through the things. That in, tune, in, in turn kind of like puts together my list for the day. But then as soon as I'm out of bed, I'm out the door. Because if I'm out the door, I'm working. I am, uh, and out the door for me is it's two hours at the gym, um, and but that's again, it's like it's to get my mind right for the day. Yep. There's a a big element, and I guess it was a byproduct. I, d- I didn't go into it thinking like if I go to the gym and I get a workout in, then like I've accomplished something. But the byproduct of doing that, 
because I just wanted to not feel like shit every day. Right. Um, was, oh, fuck yeah, I'm ready to like, by the time the rest of the world's like getting up, mm-hmm. I am I am ready to start tackling. Um, you know, I'm, I'm driven by challenges. Uh, give me a problem, I'll find you a solution. Like, uh, and and then finding ways to like help other people come to that same conclusion, so that it's not necessarily me giving an answer. Like, I want the involvement from my, whether it's my team or teams or mm-hmm. just people. Um, you know, and then. And then it's the day to day, you know, it's, it's, you're getting to the shop, you're spending the time, you're doing the emails, um, you're filling the, filling the day up with all of these different things that you want to do. And sometimes at you know five o'clock when the rest of the shop leaves, I'm tying up a couple of loose ends or I'm starting another whatever in the shop, you know, obviously Epic Willie's adventures coming up. Mm-hmm. So then there's, you know, a, at least a dedicated night each week to that, um, Spring kind of then also rolls into a dedicated night for um, community involvement for Max Built and the off-road stuff, whether mm. it's a, um, a a Jeep, you know, meet and greet type thing. We usually do every Tuesday nights. But where I'm getting with that is, but but when I go home, um, I'm home. Yeah. I'm home. What I may be home sitting in a recliner um, and reflecting and sometimes, rarely, like even last night, I was going to finish up a video that I've been trying to get out from my uh, time at hammers, but I got home and it was like, fuck it. Nope. I'd rather just, you know, talk to the kiddos, get them ready for bed, Mm -hmm. chat with Heather, um, who she's kind of created that safe place for me. Everything's taken care of. Um, when I'm home, I get to be home. Uh, sure. If I'm home and I have a lot of weekends that are free, yeah, I find projects to do because otherwise I would just exist. But that's how, I think that's how I recharge just mm. just being there when I can be there. Yeah. But come I think in like 2 weeks from today I'll be in Kansas City for a week. I'm home for 2 weeks. I'm out to Moab for a week and a half. I'm back from Moab uh and then it's every other week I'm gone. Yeah. And so it's kind of like the whole make hay when the sun shines. You know, we have a lot of things like the thing like you know uh I'd like your help. You've kind of got you've got your beard oil brand going, and uh, as you can see, my what you what originally started as the Welcome to Cooperville Podcast Studio Headquarters HQ, which is really a room in my basement, yep, has grown from it. that into the uh, shipping and receiving fulfillment uh, inventory uh, product dev of Captain Coop's Beard Co. And everything just kind of fits into my space, you right. know, and that's where you know where my struggle fits in to what you're talking about is that this is my, not only my home, this is my, you know, where my business operates out of. I know a lot of the stuff that I'm doing, you know, is, is computer is phone, you know, as far as the marketing goes and, and communication goes. And, um, you know, obviously the podcasting goes, I picked up, you know, a podcast for Rockfest, And, you know, so this is like my, not only my sanctuary, my, my safe place, uh, to be home, uh, but it's also the place where I need to, you know, I work out, you know, if I'm not running and I'm down here working out, uh, it's, it's my everything. It's my gym. Everything it's here. it's every, everything is done in the confines of the house. So that's where, you know, my struggles with work-life balance come in because if there's, um, because I have the capabilities and, and a lot of people, not a lot of people, but people think that 
you own your own business and you can work from home and you don't have the the stressors of having to get up and get ready and, and <laughs> look presentable and, and uh it's it's exactly the opposite you know you i do all those things you know i i get up early i get my workout in um i get my marketing stuff you know set for the day for social um i get cleaned up i take a cold shower i am dressed and ready to go for the day whatever that day happens to be before anybody else is up you know so before seven o'clock um three hours three four hours into the day ready to take it on um but then i'm here and so the struggle comes when uh, a project or uh, something immediate needs my attention or a big order comes in or, you know, should I need to get out and get, you know, product dropped off or I wanted to make sure I hit these shops, you know, this week to um, see if they want to bring us in as, as part of their their retail. Um, you know, the line gets a lot more fuzzy between like, okay, this is my home. This is where I can take that 20 minutes or hour and sit down and relax Um enjoy time with the kid, you know, kind of be, be present in that world because my worlds are, it's, it's a big clusterfuck universe, some sort of star Wars, like triple planet, you know, <laughs> right. more if I got, you know, Darth Vader's head sitting on the, on the <laughs> desk here, just as a reminder of, I live in, uh, in star Wars, but, <laughs> but I think, you know, there was a time I was, I was going after, you know, a space, uh, a, a retail production space. You saw it. And, and I think we both had, you know, given that entrepreneurial mindset that we both have googly eyes over, wow, this is an amazing place. It's an amazing building. Um, then the reality part of it kind of sets in, you go, man, this, you know, if I want not just this company, but future companies or companies that I'm working on or working with to be successful, that undertaking is, is way too much. Now that's kind of gone into a, a different direction. Um, and that happens, but to have, a space to be is I, I haven't quite figured out yet if that's the blessing or the curse, you know, would it be like, okay, awesome. I have a, a space I can go and be, and I know that I'm there and I'm focused. Um, but it's obviously there's convenience of being here. I can drop my kid off at school. I can pick him up from school. If there's any, he joined tennis, like unbeknownst to anybody. He's like, Oh, by the way, I'm in tennis on Tuesdays and Wednesdays starting in March. I'm like, good do you need a racket? Like, um, right. What does the, that mean? Right. Have you watched any, uh, John McEnroe? Just want to make sure that, you know, if you're, when you're going in, you're going in, going in hard. But, um, so the, the, there's a, a real struggle with work-life balance, I think. And, you know, I think it compares to what you go through in the spring and summer because you're just, you're just gone. See so that, you know, it's not even an option for you where you know, I'm, my struggle is like, I'm here but right. I'm not present. And that's, you know, that's a day to day. No, and that, like, I would say, I, like, I struggled with that a lot more, like, earlier on. You know, I've been, um, always had, like, the crazy ideas and whatnot. But, you know, when I kind of took a plunge in 2008, like, I dealt probably a lot more with the, like, at the end of the day, if there's a job to do, it's got to get done, right? right? Mm-hmm. I got a fucking killer team now. Yeah. Everybody that's there, plays a part in it sometimes i can snag them for some other crazy wild idea um to test out to see if it's something that i got to pour my more time into or mm-hmm. not sometimes um you know sometimes you just gotta let it be and table it until later and or until it f- formalizes much like your space like right. i think that oof, I, I saw it i fell in love with it it was fucking killer but i agree like at some point you need to be able to say and we have a sign hanging above the door and this goes back to you know my wife 
making sure that that, that space is that space um, where I can be present. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the sign, as I see it when I walk uh, walk outside, she painted the walls the other day, so she took it down. But I'm sure it'll go back up. But let whatever you do today be enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's hard for me. Like, because uh, fuck, it's never enough. What's next? Right. And like, don't get me wrong. When I'm sitting down at home and we're watching a movie and I'm on my phone, I'm not just there to like see what the world's doing on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I'm on there to see like how are these people engaging with their their people and right. how can I take what it's. You're always there. You will always be there. It mm-hmm. will always be that that thought process. But at the same time, like knowing that to keep sustainability wise, mm-hmm. like there needs to be an element of no and 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 early on it's really hard to say no you want to do this yep you want to do this yep can you do this yep can you Mm -hmm. do that yep but i think there is a turning point at some point when you go and you'll and you get more credibility when it can you do this nope yeah well tell me more why well because this is what's going to go into that Mm -hmm. if you want me to go into that with you this is the type of time commitment that you person asking this of me will be and uh and and if they want zero time, then it's more money, right? You know, cheap, fast, or good. You can only pick two. So, right. um, and whether that's at the shop, whether that's with the marketing, whether that's with, you know, we're, we're dealing with that with Epic Willie's Adventure, which I'm getting super pumped about. But I also know that, like, I'm, I feel like we're behind the eight ball from the standpoint of um, we're not where we were six months, eight months before. Oh. <sighs> Before the last trip, six months. Six. Yeah. Um, but again, it's like, I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. We're doing some things differently this time. We built a raffle Jeep last time. I'm still toying with the idea of doing that again, but I'm also leaning towards maybe not. Maybe we do this without that. We didn't do it the first time. We did it the second time. We don't necessarily need to do it this time. Let's look at working smarter, right. not necessarily harder. Because at the end of the day, like I was saying, I can't necessarily require my team to volunteer their time for a lifestyle that I've created for myself. Right. But if I say that I'm going to build a raffle Jeep, I'm going to make sure that it gets done mm-hmm. because that's what you do. You know, if yeah. you say you do something, you just do it. Nobody fucking cares. Work harder, right? We've all seen yeah. that floating around. I think it's, I think you just, Did I see that? <laughs> it's yeah. in the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. Nobody cares. Work harder. Yep. But I think that's, you know, you have to have, if you want to, if you found your why, I know you've, you've read the book, you know, find yep. your why. Um, if you find that and you know why you, you do the things you do and the way you do it and that you have that mentality, because it is, it's all mental. I mean, yep. it's, it's a much easier life to have. I'm going to say easier. I shouldn't say that. I take that back. I recant. It's, it's more manageable to have a, a static job that you go to every day that's pretty much the same thing that you're dealing in the same elements. You kind of know your role. There's not a lot of unexpectedness. Um, you kind of go in, you clock in, you do the thing that you're paid to do. Maybe do a little more one day, maybe do a less one day and you come home and that's it. That's your job. It, then, and then, but then you have time for tennis. Then you have time for, to sign yourself up for tennis. <laughs> then you are a nine year old who right. lives in this house. Right. But I think when you have, um, when you have a different mindset or when you develop a different mindset, cause I don't, I think this is something for me that I, I found after losing my comfort zone. 
Yep. 20 years in, in one career, in one field. Again, for the most part, went into work, clocked in, knew what I was doing, did it. Some areas did like more, you know, to put more effort into some areas, put less effort into. But when that was gone, that's when like this, the, the change happened for me to be like, okay, no, now I'm like super hardcore driven, maybe to a fault. But when you have that mentality, it almost feels like there is never enough. It feels right. like sitting down is, is a waste of time. Um, I hate waiting for things. I, that was my struggle starting a business. Um, starting my first business was me being ready and raring to go and having to wait on other things, having to wait for our LLC to go through the state. Cause it had to be filed, uh, via paper instead of like the internet, which apparently the state of Wisconsin thinks is just a fad, not going to catch on. Like, God, oh, just file a paper. I'm oh, sure. Whatever. But right. you know, waiting on, uh, things to get delivered. You know, we, our first shipment of, of packaging that we got was the wrong color. So that, when you have that mentality, like you don't, you always want to go and you always want to move forward. And you always want to be doing more things. You, you do work harder and you, you do realize that at some point you get to the point where you go, nobody cares that you're putting in this much work. So keep on working. Right. You know, nobody's going, Oh my God, Phil, like you put in a hundred hours last week or, Oh my man, I can't believe you'll get small bits of that. Like you build a, build a raffle Jeep or you build you know, build a, the Wagoneer, Waggy for, for SEMA, or you do something incredible. You, you come create a new part, you know, you update the, the trail tales and oh my God, they're epic and they can't be destroyed. And we've hit them with hammers. You blow them up. Wow. That's really cool. But yeah. like you, you go, yeah, but like, that was like 500 hours or a thousand right. hours and, and, and late nights and early mornings and failures and, and nobody sees that. Nobody sees that. And nobody cares. No, because they the don't day, care. If you do a good job, nobody will care. Right. It, that sounds weird, but like, but it's kind of the truth. Like, yeah. um, also like with a lot of our, our, our builds and our projects, it's a, a nice analogy from the standpoint of, uh, like if we do a good job on a project that it, it will look so clean and so nice. And there'll be so many different details that as a package, it just looks right. You know, they look yeah. at it and they're like, Oh hell yeah. But then when you start looking at it, like all the, you know, all the, all the heads of the bolts were sanded smooth and whoa. Well, yeah. That, yeah. That, yep. That definitely took four days of like standing in front of a bench grinder. Yeah. But, but the whole package at the end is like, Oh cool. And you also like i think you and i both like you don't need we don't need a pat on the back we right. don't need um because that's not what we're looking for mm -hmm. for you, you said it earlier when you're like you know it's something that's it's mental and it's something that you kind of grow into um but it is and, and you know like thinking about why some of those why maybe it's okay to like my my sitting time there is more thinking time mm. instead of yeah. doing time sometimes because it's planning on how to get things done but um early on even you like i i hate waiting for things i'll yeah nope like if it's not fast enough i'll just you know let me fucking do it yeah. or let me find a way to empower people to show them why the sense of urgency is there mm. but i think that sense of urgency came from the initial like i want to start a business i don't have any money mm. I know that the harder and faster I work, I have the potential to get money. It's never a guarantee. Um, and like the money never comes 
as fast as you want it. Right. It rarely comes in the way that you think it was going to come. Mm. Um, and then, because I do it too, I look at other companies, I'm like, oh, God damn, these guys are killing it. I wish I had it like that. Yep. Well, no, they, they do the same shit. Mm. Um, but then that, that well, I wish the, the paperwork was filed faster so that we could do this uh, so that I could get to making money. And then finally, when you realize that, well, it, it will all come in time, um, you know, even like my beard oil brand that a couple of years ago, I like started formulized everything. I have all the formulas. I have the marketing. I have all that stuff done. And then I paused it because I knew that I couldn't do it right. Mm-hmm. I knew that with all the other things that I had going on in my life, if I'm going to do something just like the raffle Jeep, like I said before, like if I'm going to do it, I'm going to see it through to the end. If that was what my goal was, my goal was to, to know that I could build this brand and have it, but I'm not ready to market it and I'm not ready to see where it's going to end up because it's not everything that I need it to be right now. Right. You know, and then table it, lo and behold, run into you and you know, you've got your own, own thing going and Hey, there's a way we can maybe partner together. You've got, you know, uh, you've got the guy to maybe help me, um, get some of, some of my ball rolling again with that but sometimes waiting is better but that doesn't mean that you're you're not it doesn't mean that you're not achieving mm-hmm. what you're trying to achieve and i think that was also like just like being present just like no letting whatever you do today be enough is knowing that you know your end goal rarely is what it ends up being and so whatever pieces that you're as long as it's constant moving forward like that's all right because yeah. at this point in your life, my life, um, well, what's next? Because mm-hmm. I bet I guarantee you the next time I do a podcast, you're gonna have another idea or another either whether it's gonna be a new product or a new business thought, um, because they go through your head, and we haven't even talked about this, but I'm sure that they go through your head every day, all the time. You look at something and, hmm, how could I capitalize on that? Right. And, but then it's just fitting that into your bandwidth so that you know that what's gonna make the most sense and how can it align with the other things that you're doing. And that's you, that mentality, um, and I, we've dropped that word a lot, but I think it's, it, it really is what, what it's all about, whether it's working out family time, business, it, it all is about mindset. It's all about how you approach things. But you talked about like seeing something and coming up with an idea or idea flashes before your eyes that happens like incredibly often. Yeah. And, and you know, you can do something with those ideas. That's the biggest change. The biggest change for me is when, you know, just use like the beard oil products for an example, is when you, nobody ever goes and takes a shower and looks at and thinks about the products that went into their shampoo. Right. You don't go, hmm, I wonder what, you know, this, right. this, this ingredient happens to be. And how, I wonder how this, you know, formulates to create the foam and how the foam helps cleanse my skin. Nobody, you know, people don't think that way. They think about it as a product. I went to the store, I bought it, I needed shampoo and lather, rinse, repeat. <laughs> See? Um, <laughs> But when you like start to formulate these kind of products, uh, much like you, you know, putting together not only your beard oil, but you know the uh, the trail tails and, and the all the stuff that you have have created from nothing. Once you figure the process, you go, wow! Like you see something, you go, I could do that, right? You know, we're we're developing, you know, much to the chagrin of my bearded brethren, you know, a, a shaving line, you know, with a shaving balm and an aftershave. Uh, one for men and one for women. Use your imagination. But 
and then a tattoo balm and then, you know, beard wash. And just because we got into this like mentality of, yep, yep, yeah, we can do that. Like that's not a, we can formulate something that is a quality product. We know we have our branding. We have the marketing aspect of it figured out. You just start to see things. And, and that is in all aspects of whether it's doing a podcast, if you listen to the podcast, you go, Oh yeah, that I see what, I see what he did, did there. Or you see something that's really crappy or hear something that's really crappy. You go, okay, don't do that. Right. You know, yep. let's, let's avoid, you know, creating content that way. Or you see something on social media, you go, Ooh, man. Wouldn't um, have done it that way. Would, would have gone a different direction there, buddy. Would have been a little more sensitive to the times, but, um, there definitely is, uh, an overwhelming mindset. And when you talked about bandwidth, that's that's a constant struggle mm-hmm. because when you do have not only those thoughts going through your head, but you're already your list of things that the standard things you need to do in your life, the things you need to do with work in your life, the things you've prioritized as right. most important. Really. And these new things come flying at you uh, and new opportunities present themselves. And you do have a go getter mentality. You're like, yeah, yeah, I can do that. But the the struggle is finding out, okay, where is the point like you had with, you know, your original beard oil and beard balm is you go, I'm just, I'm almost maxed. Right. And if I, if I add this other project on, if I add this other element into what I'm already doing in my 24 hours in a day and how do I maximize that? Well, sleep less and work more. Right. But if I'm at the point where I'm getting, I know I can get this many hours of sleep and be 100% functional, 110%. Cool. I If I try to fit this other thing into my something's 18 hours give. a day, something's either something's got to give or all the other stuff that you've built in that those hours of the day is going to, to lose. It's going to suffer. It's going to decrease in value. So That's finding simple that point, math. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, or I can't give this 100%. Mm-hmm. Well, then... To me, it's just not worth it. Right. Um, until you can, that doesn't necessarily mean, well, until I have the time to, no, until I figure out how I can give 100, 100 or 110%, mm-hmm. but not necessarily work work it the same way. Right. You know, um, it, it, may, it might just come off. It's almost a curse. I get Howard Hughes, why he locked himself in a room. Um, <laughs> like, you know, you think about it. Now like, it makes sense. <laughs> right. Well, like even at the shop, like we'll walk through or we'll, we'll order some parts for something. And like, it's almost uh, standing around looking at it, figuring out if it's a problem or whatever. Well, if only we would have made it like we could make this, we could mm-hmm. make this like that. And it's almost like, ah, cover your ears. La, 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 la. I don't want to hear that because as soon as I go, I can do that. Yeah. It's oh, like, there's a way. Right. And then mm-hmm. it's like, fuck. Yep. Switch is flipped. And then you're <laughs> like, well, that. I can do it, so I, now I have to, and and then also the, it's it's the devil and the angel mm. going. Well, you don't you don't have to. Mm, not how I'm programmed. Yeah. So I guess yep, honey, I'm gonna be late tonight. Do you have a way? Have you, have you figured out a way yet to? You know, you did it with the beard, the beard line. Have you found a way when those ideas come in? Because I, I I'm trying to like I, I told you before we started recording this. I just went and got like seven calendars yep and and some are for like okay there'll be one that has everything on it 
you know, and I know there's, there's apps for it and I know, but sometimes I, I, I feel, I feel a need to, uh, we have a big calendar, you know, the big, like, you know, desktop calendar and the day-to-day ones and the month-to-month one and one that's just like a day and then notes. Have you found a way to harness when you, when you, when those ideas come up, when something flashes in your mind and you go, damn, yeah, uh, trail tales that also, uh, can expunge, uh, smoke. So if the, if the Mounties are chasing you and you're in Canada, you can get away. You know, because that's, you know. Or a content idea for social yeah. or this yeah, or you that. Yeah, I, sh- I should do that. Hey, write that down. Do you do you utilize your the notes app? Do you write things down? I mean, how do you make sure that those ideas, because that's what happens is like the, the really good ones that you're like, damn, what was I thinking? That was a great idea. And I can't remember what it was. How do you make sure that those ideas either come to fruition or at least are have a placeholder somewhere that you're not going to forget them in the future? I rely a lot on my team, team people mm. that, um, well, all right, so. Yes, my notes on my phone is insane. Yeah. Um, and that 350 to 430 uh, or 415, it's really cold, so I can start my Jeep for at least 20 minutes before I leave. <laughs> um, uh, is that's what it's for. Like mm-hmm. I, I check, I check my social stuff, I check my email, and then I go to my notes and then I flip through it, and then I kind of know if like I need to budget time in my day to sit at my desk and open my notes because. Apple, you're not paying me. You should be. Um, <laughs> I agree. But <laughs> right, I have my iPhone, my my desk Mac, my Mac- MacBook Air. Everything's synced. I can pick up something anywhere. But I also know if I need my my space behind my desk to sit there and say, "All right, I need to consolidate these notes so a they stay fresh in my brain, mm. and b I can kind of prioritize." And then I also use the posted feature for my desk for like the things that are really important. Um, but it's, it's a constant, you know, all right, maybe I'm just going to act on this one thing, or I'm going to say, Jamie, Tom, Adam, Dave, Riley, JT, Sam, uh, Brennan, Luke, uh, my dad, anybody that I run, run into during the day to day at the shop. Hey, I need, I need you for this. Or like, what do you think about this? Let's talk mm-hmm. about this. Is there something here? And then that goes to even like our corporate uh, people that we work with in the marketing department at, at Advanced Auto Parts, um, using those people to say, you know, because that is a whole nother group of creative ideas that come mm-hmm. up with. But it's like, okay, if we just talk about it, it won't happen. Just before I left here, I was a little bit late because I was sitting down with Jamie and I was like, hey, an idea popped into my head for social media engagement. You know, let's bring the analogy to you're sitting in a room full of people um, and if, if you have, if you just were standing there holding a picture over your head, like what is Instagram? Um, but without some way to talk about it, like you as the person holding the picture up need to be the conversation starter. So how do you right. start that conversation? Otherwise you'll just get a bunch of head nods. And then that one really enthusiastic person that's like, fuck yeah, boy, I want everybody. I want to hear it from everybody. Right. So, so that whole like analogy popped into my head and I'm talking to Jamie about that and I'm like, all right, I gotta go. And she's like, wait, is there a takeaway from this? Is there something that needs to happen? Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, no, this one's just an idea, but put it down and maybe we'll bring it up in another meeting with other people. Just it's so it can be talked about. Right. Um, and, and that's, that's how I lean heavily on everybody involved because it takes everybody to make all of these different things happening. The other thing was, and this was a, <laughs> um, the calendar thing, same way. Yeah. But my calendars were 
scribbles on the back of, you know, envelopes and everything. Got to do this, this. And then it was just my brain. And then it was my email feed on all the things I had to do all day. But uh, I like Apple calendars. The other people in my shop like Google stuff. Right. And then finally it was a, nope, you put all your shit on an Apple calendar and you share it with me. I have, I think, 10 calendars, home, work, life, meetings, events, events for other companies, brand ambassadorship, meetings, Mm. all of that. And I can look at any or all, and it's all there. And the team knows that if they need me for something, it needs to go in there. Otherwise, you know, well, didn't you see that? Nope. No. no. And that ha- yeah. and that's that whole thing. Like, it has to be okay. I'm a, I'm a people pleaser also. Like, I want to just be like, oh, okay, well, maybe I can, maybe I can get to use Google too. No. 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 I, it's a hard stop on some of those things. But that's that figuring out that sometimes you just have to draw the line yeah since 2008 that's when you dove in yeah took the plunge said fuck you corporate world right do this on my own do yes. it better uh i was just really just a poor college kid working <laughs> part-time but you know hey. still hey napa has their place yep um but for in the in the marketing world and obviously we we are in a digital age uh, of social media you know we we joke about the the struggles that our children will never have to deal with uh, in, in a comical way. Like they'll never know what it's like to have to be kind and rewind in <laughs> right, other crazy yes. shit like that. Blockbuster. No, it's, it's not a thing anymore. Right. Um, but the fact that they're growing up in this, in this age where they're super hyper engaged in social media and we could have a whole podcast about, you know, uh, parenting in, in 2020 and, is is the social media thing? Is it good or bad for our kids? At what age? And and you know, if you go into a mindset of, we've leaped in a decade faster than we ever have. Yes. In the history of mankind, where are we going to be in five, ten years? And what are our our kids like? I'm I'm surprised they're still making my kid like write things down. Right. Mostly because I can't read what the fuck he writes. I'm like, dude, you're t- almost ten. Like, let's right. let's try to at least figure out how to write your name so I can read what it is. Um, but you know, cursive is gone and, and all these other things, you know, typewriter has gone from typewriter to learning a keyboard and, and keywords have gone into, you know, what is it, t- you know, how does a touch screen work and you know, where will it be down the road? But as far as the marketing is, is something that lives on, on the socials, it lives in Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok, snap, LinkedIn, you know, I think is becoming a, a, a now more of a place. It's less. It is still a place for people in business to uh, recruit and to post things about the success of their business. But now you can also follow people and follow brands on LinkedIn. It's becoming, um, as Gary Vaynerchuk has said, it's becoming what Facebook was in its infancy. Infancy, yep. You know, which think less college kids communicating, but more businesses communicating. B2B is now becoming B2C um, and, and a lot of content and uh, a lot of ways to really get your brand out there and not have to face the the pushback of what Facebook went through several years ago, Instagram went through last year with algorithms and, and what is getting seen and what isn't. But we're living in an age where it's great because as a small business, as a business owner, you're not having to fight with radio rates and TV rates and billboards and 
you know, mailings and newspaper. You know, they still make newspapers. I can't. It depends on the air date. Maybe. Right. Maybe. I think they make one every uh, Black Friday right. for all the sales because yep. that's just tradition that won't go away. Thanksgiving. <laughs> You've got to have that the yep. big old fat ass Thanksgiving paper. But, you know, marketing is that's where people are living. We had a great uh, theoretical conversation about reality. And, and reality is, you know, obviously the world we live in, how much re is reality that when you're on social media, because you really are inside the minds of every brand that you follow and every person you follow, you know what they feel, you know what they think. It's not that way in real reality when you walk into a room or a store or a gathering of people. Nobody's just spouting off like, their right. political thoughts. So some people are, uh, or you know what they had for breakfast, or look what they made, you know look what uh, my kid did at school today. Um, you get a real reality glimpse of what's going on in the world, skewed and or not, when you go on social media. But when you're marketing as a small business, the challenges that that you face, the challenges that I face, is is finding that that I don't want to say the thing that pops, but kinda. The thing that takes your brand from something that um, you know is known by a thousand people, ten thousand people, fifteen thousand people, to where it's like, okay, now this is something that people gravitate towards because they want to, you know, they want to digest your content. Um, they want to because you're putting up funny memes or because you're putting up things that they can learn something or random off the wall things that make them laugh. You know, what what's what challenges? You know, from your perspective, do you see in not only marketing your business, but also having a marketing company that's doing marketing in this day and age of of content creation? Um, you know, where we're living in analytics are that's what buys and sells the world now is real hits, real data, real folks, real impressions. What struggles do you face kind of on a uh, from a marketing platform on a day to day, week to week, year to year basis? I mean, I see it like. When you were saying earlier, you're like, well, you know, it used to be TV, print, ad, you know, and you, so you could just buy a slot and get your message out, but now you don't have to. So right. I see a big money savings ability or opportunity. Also, cheap, faster, good. Something's going to have to give. There's, mm -hmm. a, there's a balance to everything, right? So um, content now is worth more than money mm -hmm. because if you have good content and, and that is that varies on your platform or or yourself or your business but you're if you have good content good in quotes um you're going to engage with more people but i think that like it has to be thought about um like like deeper right so sure mm. it might be funny memes but your funny memes are there to show maybe the levity of your brand mm. but also um to be able to get people coming to your space so that when you do want to tell them something that is um, either exciting from a business standpoint or an mm. opportunity for them as consumers, um, that they will listen, that they will see right. it. And so like the the analytics, the uh, even some of the features, I don't I don't like try to distance myself from them, but I kind of do mm. because it, you can use analytics to like see what worked and what didn't work. I just look at the freaking post. Right. And if the post looks like it did well, shit, all right, well, that was cool. And then we'll just try to do more like that. But I don't try to overthink it also because mm -hmm. then you lose authenticity. Right. A lot of brands that come to me, um, small, I mean, uh, and when I say brand, it could be a, a one person. 
um, you know, store owner. But when when we're talking, um, oh yeah, you know, I was gonna hire a company to do social, or even, you know, oh you're you do social media content management. Uh, yep, sure. Uh, all right, well, could you do it for me? Nope. Mm. What do you mean? Well, man, that starts with you. Do you do mm. you know what's your vision? What do you mean? If you bumped into somebody at a supermarket mm. and they happen to say, oh, hey, sorry for, you know, spilling your apples. Let me help you pick them up. Oh, my name's John. What do you do for a living? What would you tell them mm-hmm. so that they would want to know more or or could potentially be a customer of yours? Right. Um, and if what whatever you tell them doesn't re- resonate or biggest thing is relate with them, mm-hmm. if it doesn't relate with them, they're probably not going to do business with you. Right. The other side of that is that's okay because there's uh, billions of people on social media and so if you it isn't a numbers game it's a quality game so if you if you're giving content that is authentically yours and is who you are as a brand or as a person and again goes back to you have to start that ball rolling you have to be the one on social to talk about your brand at some point you will get to a point where you can explain that to maybe hire a marketing company or a marketing Mm -hmm. agency to say all right, these, this is what I want people to think about when they see me or my brand. All right, cool. Right. Um, and, and, then, and then we look at different ways to like let the consumers and the followers market for you. You know, like, like we were talking earlier, I'm going to be putting a post up either today or tomorrow on Instagram that is literally just a black screen that is, uh, says, we need more followers. We promise to give you great content and fun stories. Mm-hmm. So please tag your friend. Uh, we keep our promise. And sometimes it doesn't need to be any more creative than that because that is a real statement mm-hmm. coming from me to my viewers. That Because you know what? The hope is that followers are going to read that and be like, you know what? my buddy Todd, maybe he'd like this. Yeah. And then just share it with, you know, yeah, you know what? Phil has put a lot of stuff in and I do laugh at a lot of the stuff that they do on their brand right. or I, I enjoy what they have to bring to the table. So I'll have Todd take a peek at it because then you're getting quality people and you're, and so this, the struggle is finding ways to engage in authentic ways. And that constantly changes all of the algorithms the beauty of Facebook and social media is that it's designed for the end user. Right. You could put tens of thousands of dollars into something, and if somebody scrolls past it too fast, they're never going to see it again. Right. Facebook's got that figured out, so you don't have to worry about all of the 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 mechanics. You just need to focus on being real. Yeah. And I think that's. That's the biggest struggle for a lot of people because I feel like there's, well, sure, that's great and all, Phil, but like, where's the easy button? No, anything worth yeah. doing yeah, isn't, not... isn't easy. And you'll have uh, that, that, that forethought of consumer first, thinking like the consumer. What does that person who is taking in your content, um, when, they, when they see a, a meme they like or they, they watch a video of you blowing shit up or um, they see a picture of you, know, you motivating people to get their, you know, what are you doing this week? You know, if you think about, if you're posting it and you think about, here's how you are visioning this, 
I vision me posting this and I want people to engage with it and leave a comment, leave a like. Um, they're, if you start thinking about the consumer taking that in and they may, they may like it, they may comment on it, but their thought is not, I'm going to share this with my friend. This is like, this is a really good post. I'm going to share this with my friend. They're like, yeah, I'm going to go kick this week's ass or I got a big meeting coming up. I'm going to put my, my two cents in and I'm going to move on to the next thing. Yep. So you're not, because you're not asking them for, that's why I think this, the, the, uh, you know, the black screen, white, bold face type font, um, putting something out there that is just like, Hey, you fella who's <laughs> right. liked my stuff or fellette lady who's liked my, my content or liked what we're doing or laughed at something or watches, you know, Tuesdays with Maxville. Tell your friend about it. Cause they they don't think about right. when you put something out like, Oh, you know, I should tell my friend about this. You know, when I put beard stuff out, um, uh, about like, Hey, you know, we got 20% off beard bombs or Hey, here's a, here's a fun fact about beards that you probably didn't know. You know, that person's not thinking because they, there's they're It's so quick. They're moving on to the next thing. They're not thinking, even if they don't have a beard, I have a friend, Dylan, who's got a beard, right? I should tag him in this so that he is aware of this deal or this product or this company it would be funny because the consumer doesn't think that way. They're not, right. they're not you. They're not trying to sell your product, entertain their, you know, their followers. They are just like, there to consume. That's why they're the consumer. Exactly. You know, so when you start asking for asking for things, especially when you've you've had some longevity and you built built rapport and you you're constantly putting out content, those who are engaged as those numbers grow, whether it's you know a, a fast grow or it's kind of the organic, hey, we got two likes today, or we got three more people that follow us. They start, you know, that those numbers start to grow and then they see it more often. And then when you do ask them for something when you come at them with hey we got this thing or hey do you got a friend that's that's right. got a beard we're real people and we're we're yeah we need real help sometimes yeah sometimes and and i think that we are people are so used to being bombarded with you know major corporate ads that are thought of in meeting you know in, in big meeting spaces and people are going well what what does the lighting look like here and should we have it you know should we vignette the the picture so it's you know it's right. cropped on the edges and what should the font type be and where should we put it should it be on top or bottom and where's our logo going how does it they're so used to seeing those that it's almost i don't want to say it doesn't register but they just keep scrolling by it it's just right. like oh yeah there's a there's a nike ad or there's something from you know xyz company that i you know i follow because for whatever reason, you know, when you start grab, grabbing them with, oh, hey, huh, yeah, like you put something up about, you know, pulling Rubicons out since, you know, my $15,000 Rubicon, which wasn't, it was much more than that, but, um, and it's still stock. Thanks, Phil. But, um, sorry, I had to get that in yeah, there. No, I got um, it. But, so, you know, I, you know, you look at that and I, and I laughed and I was like, hey, hey wait a minute, man. Like, uh, okay, I'll like that. Right. You know, when you have content like that, that is, is it, grab, people gravitate towards and they, and they engage with it. That's the end game because the consumer, however they perceive it, goes, "Hey, that was good. Hey, that that made it worth my follow." But what I th not not to cut you off, but like what to what you don't see or what I think the consumer sees is, man, these guys are on point. Mm -hmm. They got it. They're you know I I would like to think that our followers are like, man, this is good stuff. Right. I love their stories. Like, what are they doing tomorrow? What's Tommy gonna go right. check out? The these guys have it figured out. They don't need any help. Yeah. So they don't think to necessarily share it with everybody. And 
like the contests and stuff, that's great. I want people to share my stuff because they want to, mm-hmm. not because they're getting something. Don't get me wrong. We do contests. We do giveaways. That That's part of it. But at the end of the day, like just a flat out uh, like ask of uh, lay it all on the table, be transparent, um, that we... We don't have it all figured out, and there's always something more that we could could use, and but we need your help to do that. Hopefully that, that that reach is more than just something that goes viral, and then all of a sudden, you know, because you see it too, like, uh, you know, hot chicks, big tits, and oh, well, I'll like that because I'm a red-blooded American dude, and yep, I just like to see that come across the feed. Um, of course, they're going to have two, three, four hundred thousand dollar um, you know, followers, because the, there's no, they're, they're not asking for anything in return. They don't need to because they, like, they, they worked really hard in the gym or whatever it is. But like, here we are. And it's like, we do, we have a lifestyle that we want to be able to mm-hmm. showcase. But if you don't find ways to have people tell people about it, um, and, and we've tried a lot of it. But I, that's what I think sometimes, again, keep it simple and just flat out ask and see kind of where it goes. Yeah. So we'll see. It, yeah. it might, and it, like I was told you earlier, like if it works, great. If not, well, whatever. It was, it was real. Yeah. And, and we talk about end consumer and their thought process is they do think that we have it figured out. They do think that we have, uh, it, maybe not to the, you know, the close knit ones, the P1s, the ones that are closest to our, our, you know, the family and friends and the ones that come into your shop and get their their oil changed or they come in and visit and they whatever. You know, there can be an outside perception from those people that are two or three people out that you got a team doing this. You know, you got, you know, I'll put up something and because of a, a really handy app, uh, looks like it's professionally done. Right. You know, it has a, a glossy picture and, you know, the tint's just right and the brand is on there, the logo's on there. You know, the consumer will think, well, that that takes like a somebody who's in the creative, you know, in digital Photoshop. Yeah, photos, land, they're right. doing all this creative stuff. So they must have somebody who's doing that. They obviously got it figured out. They, right. they have the, they if don't you, need If you do me. it right, we said it early. If you do it right, yeah. they don't, they will notice the details if they stare at it longer. But, if you do a good job, they're not going to know all the work that necessarily went into it right. or that it's just one person. Yeah. So they, you know, are not, re- not, not reluctant to share it, but think like, wow, these, I don't he's got to figure it out. You know, right. he's showing me pictures of his, uh, of his cases of beard oil that he's got. No, he's, you know, he's in, now he's in this store, man, dude, that's awesome. You're doing great. And you're like, well, um, <laughs> right. you yeah. know, it'd be awesome Could if I was be doing a better. little better, uh, right. Because it, because it is a struggle because there is, you know, a, a consistency to, to keep up and to be able to, you know, sell product so that you can create more, you know, so you can reinvest in your company and create more product and, you know, develop more lines and, and do more cool things and be able to, I don't know, someday for me, hire somebody to do that shit, you know, to, right. to be in that position uh, and to take my notes because my handwriting is like my nine-year-old's. It's sometimes uh, unlegible. I'm like, that was a really good idea. I Dr. wish Cooper. I knew what it's it, exactly. I wish I knew what this idea was or what that phone number is. Is that a six? Right. I'm not sure I should call that person. But there's there's so much that, uh, you know, from a small business perspective, when you are dealing in that social media world of marketing, that the thought is, here's my thought and I'm putting it out there and hoping for a reaction 
And if you start thinking consumer backwards, like what do they want to see? What is what entertains them? Like I, if you're in any particular business, you should have a semi-good idea of what your demographic is and what they're into. Obviously, if they're following your particular business, they're into off-roading or they're into uh, Jeeps or they want to see your travels and all the shows that you go to and, and Epic. And, you know, for me, if they're into beards or they're into local business and things like that, you know, okay, what, what do they want to see? What, what gravitates them? And sometimes if you ask them, Elon Musk just did this. Uh, they're talking about these, the new solar panel roofs that they're creating. Tesla's creating these, uh, these roofs that are basically it's all solar panels. And he put out the, here's the the test and here's what we're doing. And here's how it looked like and asked his 8 billion followers, whatever he's got, you know, what do you think of them? Like, give me your thoughts. What are your, right. like, what could we, what should we change? What's cool? What's not like he went out and, and asked for, for criticism. Cause there's one thing when you ask for criticism or when you, when you don't ask for it and you get it and you feel like you're being attacked and you're like, wait, what? What? You don't like my stuff. You don't. You don't like the uh, Caribbean cargo. It smells like you know cocoa puffs. Like what? What? No. Like dude. Like it took us six months to develop that that fragrance, or it took us a year to come up with the trail tale. And this. Right. Wait a minute. But if you reach out to your followers and you ask them, like, "Hey, what do you think about this?" Or "We're here's something that we're working on. What would make this most beneficial to you?" And you get that as like constructive feedback. It's kind of a game changer. No, you know? absolutely. Because now you now you're getting them to hand you their two cents. Like, man, here's what I think. You know, I think this product is works great for this. Maybe not so well for this. Hey, I would have done it this, you know, maybe or, this. or it's, uh, it's, it's really great for this, but did you think about how great it could be in this space? Yeah. Like there, there's also, there's a lot of positives that come out of it too. And, and again, you have to look at it as a positive, but I, I think too, like you and I, like our age, we also have a leg up because at some point the, like our kids generation coming up, like the marketing they're going to see is social, right? Yep. Like that that's what they're going to know. Mm -hmm. And, but we got to see marketing from before social and like all I've ever seen what works on social is the same shit that worked before social. So mm. uh, for example, comic cards at a restaurant, like if they do a killer job, like you damn right, I'm going to write down right at that point, maybe it was an email or um, I'm going to tell you your feedback. I'm going to tell you like, they did a good job or when it was tell your friends about this um you you did it if if you cared about that brand like if right. that brand meant something to you you were going to do something with that and i feel like lot, when when people jump into the social space and they're like i'm going to start marketing here and i saw some big brand do like like comment share things so like that's all i have to do and then i got like four likes what happened wait a minute I told him what to do. What happened? You can't forget that like marketing is understanding like basic human, uh, you know, interaction mm -hmm. and and how it worked before it before social. What was it like? You know, it was uh, like we're saying like you don't walk into a barber shop and go, "Hey, uh, here's a cool picture. Sell my shit." You yeah. you walk in, you do that. You know, it's I've said it before, but it's like it it's the handshake, not the hard sell. You, you wander in and you, hey, nice space. Tell me about your business. Let me learn about it. Um, it's the same thing like w to a consumer. Hey, guys, like I'm going to post some stuff that you might like that's kind of fun. Like, do you, do you relate to this? Um, and then at the end of your your sales call, call it mm -hmm. at the barbershop, you say, hey, I've got some product that might change your business right. or at least add to it. Mm -hmm. um, what do you say? I mean, yeah. it's, hey, guys, like 
I've given you some some content that maybe did change your life, but like let's tell more people about it. Yeah. Um and and hey barbershop, if you like this, make sure you tell more patrons about it. Or you know what? Maybe a um like a a, a quote or something that from one of your customers, we could just put on a little comment card at your display in front of the Yeah. It's those are the things that worked before social. They will work in social. Yeah. You just have to find a way to kind of tie the two together. Yeah, and I think that's they've done a great job of, of putting a different coat of paint on it, but it's the same thing. Yep. You know, it's the same uh, customer feedback, uh, you know, from B2B. If you have a, a client that you're working with that is like, wow, you guys really like go to bat or you, this product is, is awesome and it sells really well and you can get, you know, that may even be more important than the end consumer because you know sometimes they're if you're on a grand scale like amazon comments and stuff it seems as we move forward in into society the more like sketchy those comments get because you're like how can one person think that this is the best tennis shoe in the history of tennis shoes <laughs> right and this person says i put it on it fell apart it fucking sucks don't ever buy from this brand again you go where was, like, what happened here like is this person sure they bought the right shoe? And like, and you, then you also think like it, it takes exceptional work or really shitty work to force somebody to take the time to leave a comment. So if you're doing the exceptional work, they will go on and they will praise you for your, your efforts. And man, this is the best, you know, beard product I've ever had, or this is horse shit. I know I hate it. It made all my hair fall out. Like it, it doesn't, by the way, just until it doesn't. <laughs> but that's, that's the extremes of it. Like when you go and take your kid through the drive through McDonald's, you get what you expect. You get your, you know, six piece chicken nugget, happy meal with the boys toy and a right. orange Fanta. And you like, you you're satisfied. Yeah, you just, I got what I got, but right. I, don't, I don't go to McDonald's and say, I love it. Thanks. Thanks right. for doing early on, else. early on, maybe. And it's the same yeah. thing like with, with the, the like button. Right. So mm-hmm. that kudos to social people to like figure out different ways to make engagement make sense mm-hmm. because that like button now it doesn't really differentiate it, it's the status quo. Right. It's, well, you liked it, sure, but you also like McDonald's, mm. but you're not, like, going to type about it. Right. So how do you find, and even, like, Amazon, like, you can't base your, like, brand management off of, like, the one percenters mm. that um, have different resources. Sure, you strip it down to the base, and it's it's very similar, but... Like you're saying, social can be a way, well, I think this is what you're saying, but like mm. to, to bridge that gap between if it is just what you expected, sometimes you have to shake it up. Yeah. Sometimes you have to do something a little bit either like, wow, a, a, a black picture with just white writing. Wow. Uh, that's not what I came to expect. Mm-hmm. Let me look at that closer. Yeah. Um, and or, you know do something crazy and epic and put a bunch of money into it and go the other way or you, you that works to get exposure mm-hmm. but it doesn't necessarily mean it will get engagement right you know we had we uh, i've talked about maybe i haven't in here but we had a video that we put up and it's been like a year and a half now um of a of a botched exhaust system that like overnight got three million like in interactions or whatever mm-hmm. now it's at like seven and a half million views and of course, like we watch it and we're like, well, that'd be great to do again. How do we do that again? <laughs> How do we have uh, somebody wire up a exhaust right. system? And if you with... try to right. recreate it, it's never the same. Mm-hmm. 
And so you, you just have to keep on doing, hey, you know what? That was awesome for the brand and it was a great way to get some exposure and we got some more followers out of it. Were those followers quality? I don't know. But again, I'd rather take quality over quantity yeah. if it's people that want to be a part of this this brand culture that we've created. Because you think about like Instagram, I've got 3,500 followers. Um, we've got 15,000 on Facebook. And then our other brands have, um, you know, close to similar. That's a lot of freaking people. Yeah. Like when you think about it, when you stop and you're like that, it might not be getting out to everybody, every post that we make, mm. but th- think about 15 years ago, yeah. a small town company. Nope. Yeah. Like that, that is a blessing. But in that entrepreneurial mindset, like we started this podcast, I want more. It's it's the it's easy to get into the the price point is much easier to sustain than it was 15, 20, 30 years ago because you did have to play with the big dogs if you wanted to buy radio time right and you wanted to buy it during prime time and again you weren't getting that direct feedback you were sending up the the hope that the the demographic you were going after at the time you they hope they were listening got your message but you needed to hit them like seven times with it before they actually understood it. And you had to spend a shitload of money on it. It's it's easy to get into the game now. You know, there's no more gatekeeper. There's nobody saying, well, you need $10,000 in, in TV ads or radio ads or no. newspaper. You go, I want to start a brand. I can start a page for free. Well, in internet service, but you know, right. go to Starbucks. They got free Wi-Fi. Yeah. It's really freaking easy to do it. It's easy. To, yeah. It's easy to get in. But to you gotta grow, you have to be a little more. Yeah, you you really have to put. But also, like into it. we did a post, uh, we did a, we jumped on the, we grabbed onto the tail feathers of a Super Bowl ad. Mm. You know, Super Bowl, uh, that's the time for marketing, right? The only right. time, um, and I Gary V was talking about that. He's like, this is the only time when people sit down to watch TV. Yeah, and and, they, and, and they watch, watch it for the ads yeah specifically for the commercials yep i mean you hear that all the time so in in my brain it's like and i was talking to another buddy too like why are you doing a post about cheetos and he's like well i just saw the facebook ads that came out or the the super bowl ads that came out and cheetos i'm like oh shit i should do a post somehow that it involves cheetos because mm-hmm. that's a it's going viral because people are watching it so now that's a way that I can capitalize on somebody else's marketing dollars right. and tie in some of their fans. And, you know, we, we, we did. We got a bunch of followers out of the deal mm-hmm. um, and, and by a bunch, 40, 50, 60. Um, but still, like, that was worth it. Yeah. And I didn't have to go break the bank or spend $1.5 million to try to get my, my name out to, to everybody. Granted, if I did that, there would be a lot more exposure. But if the content wasn't good, yeah. it might not have mattered. A bunch of people might have saw it, and I might just be broke. <laughs> you just be poor and have no followers. Right. And that's nothing is worse in this day and age. Right. Uh, Phil Norvold, Max Build, Off-Road and Manufacturing, uh, Legends Marketing, Epic Village Adventure. Where can the folks find you on the socials? We'll drive them there. Go right. like them. Damn right. it. Absolutely. Nope. Facebook, uh, Instagram, of course, uh, maxbuilt.com, and then uh, at maxbuilt off-road on Instagram, uh, at Epic Willie's Adventure, Instagram, you can use those same terms to search us on the Facebook as well. Awesome. Thank you for Sweet. the time, brother. Absolutely. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. I know we, we both got stuff to do. Yep. We got to keep rolling. <laughs> awesome. Thanks.